This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. All right, once again, I want to thank our Rabbi Shabta, as always, for his tremendous enthusiasm and his initiatives in ensuring that we have Torah accessible and available live for all of us. One of the Machziki Torah in our community, and I want to thank him so much. This week's parsha is Parsha's Emor, and I want to do something a little bit differently. I actually want to start from a different angle, a different vantage point. Uh, normally, when we learn a piece from the Slanim, it's a Chusiyog and Aleinu. So we, uh, we pick up on a question, we try to analyze it, bringing Ma'amari Chazal and his twist always very creatively in terms of interpreting our holy Torah. However, today, I actually... I actually want to go and um, and go at a little bit of a different angle, and I and I want to be able to I want to be able to um, take a step back and ask a question or take a question we had asked a number of weeks ago. If you joined me in my learning over Chalamoid Pesach, and perhaps to delve into a certain avoda, a certain service of Hashem that we are currently uh, involved in which will hopefully at the end connect to this week's Parsha as well. So that's our plan. If you recall, on Cholomoy Pesach, we learned together what the Avoda of Sfirat Saomer. We asked a, a very interesting question, and that is that we know that the Sefer HaChinuch comments that the whole purpose of Sfirat Saomer is to get us excited, is to pump us up, is to generate a certain enthusiasm within us, like we would if we were excited about anything. If you recall, I mentioned... Uh, the Shver might remember when I was engaged, we counted down every single day. Maybe he counted, you know, up, hoping, you know, he can avoid me, but he couldn't avoid me. And uh, 20 years later, we're still together happily, Baruch Hashem. And, uh, and normally we count when we want to express our excitement. And the question that was asked was, if that's the case, why don't we count how many days are left like you normally would when you're excited about something and not how many days have passed? And if you remember, I quoted the incredible insight of uh, Pincus Zatzal, quoting from Aaron Cutler Zatzal, who says that it's all about building. It's not enough to twiddle our thumbs and to look ahead and wait for Kabbalah Sator, for the acceptance of the Torah to happen, but it's all about building within ourselves. And so therefore, if all we're doing is twiddling our thumbs and waiting for it to happen, then you're right, we should count how many days are left. But if we're about building on each day preceding it, one day after the next, culminating with Kabbalah Sator, with the acceptance of the Torah, so then it's not about how many days are left, but rather how many days have passed. But what I did not include, and some of you should have complained to me about it until today, is okay, so I know that I'm supposed to be building. I know that I'm supposed to be working, but what exactly am I supposed to be working on? What is it that I'm supposed to be building upon? What am I supposed to be thinking about that can ultimately lead to the crescendo, to the ultimate prize of Kabbalah Satorah? So while all of you waited very patiently over the last number of weeks for this answer that I'm sure is gnawing at you, you couldn't sleep at night, you were just so bothered by how this could possibly be, today I'm here to tell you we have the answer. And we are going to start actually in the middle of a Nesiva Shalom piece. It's the first piece, it's the, I think the second piece in this week's Parsha. The title of the piece is Mikdashki Besoch B'nei Yisrael, that Hashem says we are to sanctify Him um, amongst the Jewish people. And in the middle of that piece, he introduces a concept that will help resolve our inquiry. We are going to begin on page Tzadi Tess, Os Beis, page 96, uh, letter 2, Os Beis. And here we go. 
Vini Maran Admor Bebeis Avram Zuchus Yagen Aleinu Omar Beinyan Mashe Korim Batora Bashvuos Shal Sviras Haomer Es Aparshios Shal Inyoni Negoim Ushartumos Vaharayos Says the Slanam Rabbi quoting from the Beis Avram one of his predecessors that if you take a look it's not coincidental it never is when the parshos fall out in our calendar year, Chazal intended it for it to be that way. So why is it that we have the parshos that we do? So he points out that if you'll notice, many of the parshos relate to Tomantara, purity and impurity, Negaim, all of the different skin conditions that express certain spiritual iniquities, uh, Arayos, illicit and inappropriate behavior, all the things that go against our ethical and moral compass. Why? Why does Sfirah Sommer coincide with these parshios? Because if we are going to prepare ourselves for Kabbalah Satorah, it's going to take two things for us to be able to facilitate that acceptance. The first part of that is going to be to peel away all of the impurities of our lives, all of the things that serve as obstacles, as impediments, to our development, our relationship with the Ribbon Shalom. And so therefore, all of these parshios, whether it's parshas, mitzot, hazriya mitzot, tzachiremos kedoshim, whatever the parshios are, shmini in terms of the uh, other topics that we're dealing with, all of these parshios focus and hone in on uh, Toma and Tahara. So the Torah wants us to, Chazal wants to ensure that as we prepare, as we build towards Kabbalah Satorah, step number one is what I would call the Sur Merah. You got to first remove the negative impediments, the negative obstacles that are going to prevent us from connecting with Hashem. And that's why all these parashos coincide, fall out during this time period. Then he goes on to say, We don't only read in our parashos over the last number of weeks about the negayim, the tzaras, the tuma, the tara, the arayos, the illicit behaviors. But also, what do we talk about? Gam is called in Yonah Kedusha. Kedusha is ha'achila b'parsha smini. Ha'mistaimem is b'pasav hizkadashim v'ayisim kedoshim. We learn about what we can and can't eat. We have to be kadosh. Uparkachash kedoshim tiyu. And we learn about what it means to sanctify ourselves or what it means to be unique and separated. Very famous machlokas between Rashi and the Ramban. V'chein kedusha sa'kohanim. And we know that we talk about the kedusha, the sanctity, the holiness of the kohanim. V'chiyagavdin, that's similar things to that. U'kedusha sa'moados. And the sanctity of our holidays, towards the very end of Sefer Vayikra, the holiness and sanctity of Eretz Yisrael. Why? It's not enough to do the Sur Meirah. We can't just remove those impediments, but we also have to fulfill the Asay Tov. We have to embrace, we have to imbibe, we have to take in and inculcate within our lives Kedusha. So it's not enough to read about the Parshios to remind us what to remove, what to do in terms of the Sur Meirah, but we also have to do the Asay Tov. We have to embrace, we have to hone in on, we have to focus on doing things that will ensure a Kedusha type environment within our lives. The Atharkach, once we do the Sormira, we remove those negative impediments, we peel away the impurities of our lives, and then we go ahead and we embrace and we inculcate within our lives the Kedusha. At that point, we are ready for Kabbalah Satorah. And it makes a lot of sense. Listen to the Diuk of the Slonim Rebbe. What does the word Li mean? You are to me. 
If you want to be with Hashem, if you want Hashem to call you His children, well then you have to achieve that level of holiness. You have to create an environment that's conducive for Hashem to reside there. And he continues to go on. And he says again, Men of sanctity, sanctity shall be to me. Again, why the Lee? Says the Nesiva Shalom, you want to be one with Hashem. You want to cling to Hashem. You want to be worthy to have that type of relationship with Hashem. It's not enough to do the Sur Meirah. You can't just remove those impediments, but you've got to embrace the Kedusha so that you can be together. Vaaz, Vaaz, Rahu, the Kabbalah Torah. And then a person can be Makabala Torah. And then what I love about the Slanam Rebbe, day in, day out, he's a home run every time. Listen to his diuk in something we say in Hallel. What do we say? What happens if your eyes are to someone else other than Lee, other than Hashem? Well, then you're not going to see Hashem. You're not going to recognize what Elokus, what holiness looks like. If your ears are designated or dedicated to others and not to Hashem, guess what? You're not going to have your antennas up to hear the sanctity, the spirituality that is, of course, Hashem. You won't be able to appreciate Torah learning because it will be covered up by the Shmutz. You want to know how to prepare? It's got to be It's got to be to me. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to connect to Hashem. Your eyes are going to be like for somebody else, serving your tithes, your desires. That's not going to be what's going to see HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Aznaim Lahem, your ears are going to be hearing things. They're going to be uh, guided in the wrong direction. You're not going to hear Torah. Only if you focus your entire mohos, your entire essence, can you ultimately be able to embrace that Kedusha and to be able to accept the Torah. Okay, now, that's part A of what I wanted to say. So in other words, number one, it answers our question of what our avoda is during Sviyat Saomer. Our avoda during Sviyat Saomer, we are to learn out from, we are to glean from the coincidence, not so coincidental for the correlation between when our partials fall out and Svirah Saomer, the fact that our partials focus on the Tumah, the impurities of our lives, and then also talk about, focus on the Kedusha of our lives is teaching us that to really be able to be what I would call a Kli Kibble, an appropriate receptacle to ultimately be worthy of accepting the Torah, the only way that's going to work is first if we do the Sur Meirah, we remove all those negative elements in our environment preventing us from connecting to Hashem, but that's not enough. You got to do the Asay Tov. You got to embrace that Kedusha. Not a Naim Lahem, as Naim Lahem, but rather So that explains what it is that we we're supposed to be focusing on during this time period, what the Avoda, the service, what we're supposed to be building on until finally we hit that apex, that climax. Climax of accepting the Torah. But he doesn't stop there. And I want to bring to your attention something so incredibly powerful that is going to shake you a little bit at your core because it shook me. Listen to what the Islam Rebbe continues on to say. Umohus inyon ha again, still page Tzadi Tess, 96, left-hand column, second paragraph. The essence of Kedusha is based on the following mushal. Listen to the following parable that the Islam Rebbe tells us. 
The prince marries a woman from the village, not a particularly sophisticated individual. The prince saw something in her and decides to marry her. Now this woman is going to have to learn what it means to be royal, what it means to be regal. She's going to have to understand what the behaviors are going to be necessary to demonstrate that she's worthy of being from the royal family. She's not familiar with that. She has an entirely different type of, of, of upbringing. She doesn't know what it means to have a little bit of, I don't want to say gaiva or arrogance, but a little bit of, a, of, a, of an elitist type of superiority, etc. So what's the, the prince going to have to do? He's going to have to spend some time teaching her what it means to be royal. All the different details of what it means to be an honorable individual and being part of the kingdom. Ach Yosher Mikol, Allah Lashanos, es called Tfisasa Vihiloch Machshavta. While it's true, says the Slanam Rebbe, that this prince is going to have to teach her the outward behaviors of what it means to be a princess, more than what's on the outside is, he's going to have to retrain her to have a completely different outlook of who she is. He's going to have to help her internalize not just what the external behaviors are going to be so that she looks on the outside like she's a princess. That won't be sufficient. She's going to have to go ahead and she's going to have to change how she looks at things, what her perspectives are. Because if she doesn't, ultimately the externals could only cover up so much. And she therefore says... She can't think anymore of what it means to be a village person. She's going to have to understand and grasp what it means to be a princess. And the new world that, that she finds herself in. Says the Slana Rebbe the same way, the same way this princess this is an unbelievable mushal. It's going to really, really, you know, shock you. Says the Slana Marebbe, the same thing that this princess is going to have to train herself to internalize is what a Jew has to do every single day of his life. Listen to the Musr. He has his mission, his goal in life. He's been charged with the mandate by Hashem to be a person of sanctity. To be one of the princes. Who stands in the heichal, so to speak, of the Beis of the Mishkan. We have all these mitzvahs so that we begin to display those behaviors the way the princess needs to learn how to demonstrate those behaviors as well. Achain says the Slana Mareba, listen to what he says. Hatsivoy al Kedusha Ba Likvoa es Yud Shel Yehudi. Shela Oro Allah Lishanas is Komitsioso Utfisasa Chomris. While it's true that all of the mitzvahs are the behaviors, we have to be ready to tackle what's going on inside. We have to ensure that our outlook and that our perspective internally matches the behaviors that we do externally. Let's all be honest with ourselves. It's not Yom Kippur time, but if we did all a cheshbon anefesh, as I mentioned last week, it's not enough just to be a checkbox Jew. You got to make sure that the behaviors you're doing on the outside match who you are on the inside. And of course, I know what you're going to tell me. We have a rule, that even if I'm doing it for the wrong reasons right now, I have ulterior motives or another agenda. 
ultimately it will lead to that. That's absolutely true. But this is a group of people that I'm speaking and learning with who are not looking for the less preferable, less ideal Bidi Evid lifestyle. We are all B'nai Aliyah. We're looking for the ideal. We're looking to grow as B'nai Torah, as B'nai Torah. And as a result, we have to look at what did the Salaam Rebbe label for us. And he says, it's not enough to follow the behaviors of the mitzvahs in terms of their minutia, in terms of their specificities, in terms of their details, while that's extremely important. And at the end of the day, we live by the Shulchan Aruch. You need to realize that at the end of the day, our insides, what we are on the inside is just as going to be as important. And we have to ensure that we have embraced that outlook. And if you skip down towards the end of the paragraph, he says, Turn the page. Says the Salaam Rebbe, if Kedush is so important, if that's ultimately what's going to serve as the uh, allowance, kind of our ticket, into our ability to facilitate and accept the Torah, and Kedusha is really where it's all going to generate from, it's the genesis of our identity, why isn't there a mitzvah counted as part of the 613 of Kedoshim? To you, why isn't there a mitzvah? You should be Kadosh. Listen to what the Slana Rebbe says, it's unbelievable. Listen to what he says. Ella, Yehudi. Above and beyond, above and beyond doing the mitzvahs, there is a mitzvah to be a Jew. The mitzvahs are only given to a Jew. That person is obligated to mitzvahs. Being a Jew precedes what you have to do in terms of acting like a Jew. What does it mean to be a Jew? What does it mean to have Jewish identity? What does that mean? You want to know, says the Slavim Rebbe, why there's no mitzvah to be kadosh? Because that's the basis of everything. You don't have kedusha, the conversation doesn't even start. The only way you develop as a Jew and do and, and act in those behaviors as a Jew, if it begins with being a Jew. Being a Jew means you attempt as hard as you possibly can to be a Kadosh. And then he says one line which blew my mind. He said, That there are Jews out there, that their identity as a Jew is simply because their parents are Jewish. Their parents are Jewish, the child is Jewish. A Jew can't just be a Jew by virtue of being a descendant of Jews. A Jew has to be a Jew because he's a Jew. The way in which ultimately we are going to develop the strongest, deepest, most meaningful relationship with Hashem is understanding we got to do the Sur Meirah. We got to remove those negative impediments. And then we got to jump full force into the level of Kedusha, ensuring that we work our Pnimi, we work our internal feelings, our Hagasho Salev, our emotional connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, ensuring that, of course, all of our actions are consistent with that. As again, I said, no one should think it's okay just to feel it on the inside. You certainly have to do all of the mitzvot. But to understand that both of those things need to be focused on. That's why says the son of Rebbe that there's no mitzvah in the Torah to be a Kadosh. That's obvious. In order to do the mitzvahs, you got to be a Jew. And in order to be a Jew, you got to understand what it means to be a Kadosh. 
You have to understand that being a Kaddosh, being a holy individual is where the conversation begins. Doing the Maisim is taking it to the next level. And that says, if you'll take a look in the left-hand paragraph, and I'll close with this, that perhaps is why the Torah says the, the very famous words, Right? The Torah says that you can't desecrate my name and you got to sanctify me amongst all of Klai Yisrael. After all, that's why I took you out of Mitzrayim. And Rashi comments, it's contingent on that. You should understand, Klai Yisrael, that the only reason I took you out was to be a Kadosh. Why is that contingent on it? There are a lot of things that could be contingent on. There are many reasons possibly why Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. Just Kedusha? Now we understand. Kedusha is where the conversation begins. Kedusha is where ultimately we can be that kli kibble. We can be that receptacle to receive the Torah. Where it can strengthen that meaningful relationship with Hashem. A Yehudi is only a Yehudi. He of course descends from his parents. But to be a real Yehudi, he's got to be Yehudi machmas atmo. He's got to be Yehudi because of what he's doing. Understanding what it means to embrace, to imbibe, to, to inject within himself and his actions the Kedusha. And with that... I will close with the, the theme of the Avod of Sviras Omer that is highlighted in the partials that we're reading about. we got to peel away all the Tumah, and that's in the category of the Sur Meirah, and then we've got to jump head first into the second part of that Avoda, which is the Asei Tov, understanding all the Kedusha, that ultimately is the ultimate prize for us to be able to receive the Torah in the appropriate fashion. Have a wonderful day.